hello to all you cinephiles, armchair directors, blockbuster chasers, general movie watchers, and those of you that just had nothing better to do. Welcome to Take Two. I am Frank. I'm Wayne. And you are now listening to the Take Two podcast. And today we are going to review, discuss, critique Bone Tomahawk. And I gotta say, for Take Two, it's not a bad start. Not bad. It's a it's a good it's a good solid movie. It's not it's not uh there will be blood, but it's it's not um you know, Caddyshack either. <laughs> yeah. Plus, it is a Western, and I am very pleased to be starting with a Western, because you may or may not know this, but I do love Westerns. Uh, so, question, what, how many times have you seen it? Like, did you see it when it first came out, so or is I, this new for you? I first heard about this on a podcast itself, and they were just talking about the scene, the scene, and I, I love westerns, and I, I was just thinking, God, I gotta see this movie. And I saw this movie, and I fell in love with it. Um, I've watched it multiple times uh, when it came out, uh, probably well, right after it came out in 2016, and I I can't get enough of it. Like that's one of the reasons I wanted to cover this one of these this one first because I just. I just love going back to it. I love the, I love everything about this movie. That's that's pretty strong. Um, <laughs> I did not see it when it first came out. Uh, this is actually a new movie for me. I always wanted to watch it. Uh, I love Kurt Russell, who is, of course, the star of the movie. Uh, and I love Westerns, but for whatever reason, it's one of those movies that I just didn't get to. Um, and then you said, hey, we should do Bo Tomahawk for the first movie. I was like, oh, you look at this track. And so I watched it for the first time quite recently. And so this is, this is very new for me. I always wanted to, because again, love Kurt Russell. But So uh, we're going to get into it. We're going we're gonna to spoil the hell out of it. We're oh, going yeah, to, I mean, you see the length of the podcast. You're going to, don't, don't expect not to have spoilers for any okay. of our, any of our uh, podcasts. So, Ever. Uh, so we're going to, let's, uh, you know. That was that's the history on it. What do you think? Uh, what do you, what are your initial thoughts on it? What things you liked and didn't like? Okay. First of all, I love the cast. That was great. I like. There's a very slow build. I did not like that. I felt like the slow build never got me anywhere. I don't feel like. I built, 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 and then boom. I felt like it was slow, 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 slow. Uh, slow. Which, slow towards the end? Yes. After that scene? I, yeah, and we, we will, will get, talk about that scene. Yes, we will get to that. <laughs> I, and I have my opinions on that. And <clears throat> I like slow build movies, but it just. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I love So the, the payoff wasn't worth the slow burn. Is no. that what you're saying? Yes. To I, you. Right. Like, I feel like. I lit the fuse, yeah, and I waited and waited and waited, and it just, just, just a little, pop, a, little pop went off. I think I think it was more than a little pop. Well, I don't like. I mean, I've already given my history on how much I love it. Man, the first thing I want to bring up, and uh, we can do that uh, the, on the things I like, is the dialogue in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
every the, the way they talk in this I wish we talked this way now uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree oh yeah <laughs> we start so we start off with uh, we start off with uh, Sid Haig from uh, Rob Zombie Films and David Arquette uh, Buddy and Purvis respectively and uh we we have dialogue uh, like these are these are no times for womanly imaginings. <laughs> I loved the opening of this movie. It started phenomenal, and I love Sid Haig. Uh, I'm a big fan of David Arquette, so I loved that they were right off the bat, and they just like they felt like an old married couple, just like bickering back and forth as they just slaughtered these dudes right off the bat. Absolutely. Like, the second it started, I was like, I love this movie. I was yeah. like, I'm sold on this movie. Just the way it opened. So what I love about that, like, just starting off like that, is the brutality. They don't hide the brutality of the Old West. I mean, no. that is something I can imagine happening. Think about you're out there by yourself, and these uh, highwaymen mm-hmm. just come and cut your throat <laughs> and take away everything you have. But what, wasn't he asleep? Like yeah, he was just like asleep, just chilling <laughs> just by the fire, that. just taking a nap, and all of a sudden, some dude just on top of you cutting your throat. I was like, wow. I was like, this is. And I didn't realize at the time, like when I was first starting, I, I didn't know it was going to be a horror western. Right off the bat, I was like, okay, this is definitely what it's going to be, but. And which is great for Sid Hay because I'm pretty sure he's in a lot of different horror movies. But um, yeah, I, I, I was, I felt my adrenaline jump because I was like, oh my God, that's so hyped for this movie. Like I thought it was just going to be wild the whole time. So you open up with that brutal scene and this awesome dialogue. Yes. I mean, that's when I fell in love with it. And mm-hmm. I think that I kept that high from the very end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and just my, uh, my uncle had a friend who had an acquaintance with a doctor while they're casually talking in this 1800s language while they're cutting some poor bastard's throat. And they're very calm. And they were the, they were extremely opposite people. And I liked that. Like I like when they like you get a uh, a partnership like that yeah. in a certain movie because it's hilarious. But and we don't know that three minutes in, poor said Hag he gets the first bone tomahawk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was really excited because I thought they were going to be longer in the movie, but I liked that he's not a big name if you're not into movies, but... If you like film, though. Yes, you know like, who he is, yeah. And so I liked that right off the bat, he got whacked, because mm-hmm. it kind of sets up where you're like, okay, well, I really don't know what's going to happen in this movie. Like, any big name, any character could be killed at any point. So if I you're liked- a cinephile, it's almost, it's almost kind of a psycho th- uh, thing where... Uh, Marion Crane was the main character uh, for the first half of the movie, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, mm-hmm. uh, she's she's killed off, and you're yeah. like, "Where do we go from here?" <laughs> oh yeah, and I was shocked when I saw that movie, which was way more intense in the sense that the main character got killed halfway through almost. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it was just like that, or friggin' the way Scream started. You know, oh, you had a Drew decent Barrymore. big name, and then right off the bat, she's gone. So, uh, the, the uh, troglodytes come out, the savages, if you mm-hmm, will, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, uh, Sid Haig takes it uh, in the, I think it's the chest? 
Jinx the chest and the the and the head with the it. arrows and the bone tomahawk and Purvis runs off. And uh, but he, I like that you didn't see much of them at first. No, I mean it, the build up to this, uh, the build up to seeing the the creatures, if you will, yeah. is. Is, is well done as well. Yes, it's very Jaws esque. Yes. In that sense. I don't like when you see too much of something that's kind of supposed to be mysterious. Unless, I mean, and we can get, if there, I don't know, we, we'll we get into it uh, later. But uh, if there's a sequel, you do want to see more of them. But, uh, yeah, but right off the bat, like. Yeah, right off the bat, like, like we don't know movies. what we don't. We're not even sure if what if these are Indians or what they are. No. We, they could be zombies for yeah, all we know. It is a complete mystery for almost. The whole movie. So we get into uh, Act One. We're introduced to the town of uh, Bright Hope. Uh, not a lot of population there, and mm-hmm. we've got uh, Kurt Russell as Sheriff Hunt and uh, Richard the Great Richard Jenkins, who I did not recognize. No, I, as Chicory. I mean, t- talk about. I mean, tell me a little bit about what you thought of these two characters. First of all, love Kurt Russell and absolutely freaking everything. I have never seen Kurt Russell in anything and be like, hmm, Kurt Russell wasn't very good in that. Richard Jenkins, same concept. And I knew he was in it. Like, I remember reading his name before I watched it, but it was a decent way in before I realized who he was. I didn't know, I didn't recognize him at all. I, oh I just thought, I was like, who's this cool old actor? He was so good. He's the opinion of the backup deputy. <laughs> This is probably the best role I've ever done. Oh, it was by far (laughs) the best he has ever done in any film I have ever seen. It it was so good. Oh, I I, like. I was sold, sold off right off the bat. And then the beautiful Lily Simmons from uh, True Detective and Patrick Wilson is taking a break from killing ghosts to killing troglodytes in this movie. what uh, what do you, what do you think about their their chemistry? Uh, these two characters, I think they were pretty decent. I uh, I'm a big fan of his. As honestly, part of the reason that sold me on the movie was that he was in it. Mm-hmm. And weren't you the one that you told me you didn't like him as an actor? I don't like I his don't face. <laughs> okay, I mean, okay, that's fair. He's the- got one of those faces. Like I I mean I, I he's so good at acting. I can I can buy into his character. But he's just he's just one of those actors like that they I don't know I feel like some they tried to make him happen for a while mm-hmm. and he just I just never bought into it I like him in the stuff he's in I like Watchmen but I'm just thinking I'm thinking the whole time man I kind of wish it was some other actor like Patrick Wilson did a good job I don't but I wish I, it was somebody else here's uh, part of the reason I like him he feels like an everyday normal dude who can be this everyday normal guy. But I also believe when he kind of is able to accomplish something great. Like, he feels like he's not just this freaking badass who just showed up. Like, Kurt Russell, where the second you see him, you're like, oh, this dude can kill anybody he wants. Patrick Wilson feels like a regular dude that you live next door to. And then all of a sudden, some craziness happened, and he just kind of figures it out and adapts. That's why I like him. He is very, he is kind of the everyman yes. in a lot of the movies, uh, especially this movie, especially. Mm-hmm. So uh, I appreciate that. It's just something about him, man. I just, uh, I just can't get behind him. He did a good job. 
I mean, I get it. I, there's definitely actors and actresses. It's just his who I face. Just, I, I, I just, can't stand the way they I don't even know if his face is punchable or what, but uh, I just, I, uh, I just, I just can't, I just can't get behind him. I'm like, I'm like, well, it's probably going to be a good movie, but I'm just going to have to imagine that's somebody else besides Patrick. That's because he looks like a normal next door neighbor. Yeah, he doesn't that, look like, like a movie star yeah, like Kurt argue, Russell. You argue with off the about screen. like. It's like, excuse me, you're on my property line. Like, he seems like that kind of guy. Like, yeah. Mm. And uh, so, I mean, these two characters, he's fallen off the roof, didn't listen to his wife. Uh, he's reg- he's a regular cowboy, but now he's uh, put up in his house trying to get his leg to heal. Uh, and he, I mean, we're kind of given, like, many stories yes. uh, with uh-huh. each introduction of the characters. Yeah. Uh, so we got the Kurt Russell and... Chicory, Sheriff Hunt and Chicory, they're kind of, uh, Chicory's kind of a widower, mm-hmm. and he's kind of bored, I think. Mm-hmm. He's in the twilight of his years, and he just wants something to do. Mm-hmm. And for a while there, it seems just like Kurt Russell's just keeping him around because, uh, uh, just just so he can have something to do, but he actually proves himself pretty useful as the film progresses. Yeah. Uh, talk about, well, you want, let's talk about their, their relationship. And Patrick Wilson and Lily Simmons' relationship, Arthur and Samantha, uh, O'Dwyer. O'Dwyer. Um, I do like the sheriff and um, Chicory just because they feel like this goofy old couple that have just kind of, they, like, almost said they've been working together for the last 40 years. And clearly Richard Jenkins is not the greatest. But, yeah, why get rid of him? Like, he's been a loyal old man, so <laughs> screw it. And he actually probably cares about his job more than the actual deputy. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. He is fully committed to he's, He cares more do. than the sheriff. <laughs> he's he should be the sheriff, but he's just he's just kinda dumb. Sheriff <laughs> the opinion of the assistant deputy. This is the opinion of the official backup deputy. <laughs> that I'm doing a Back better up. job than you. Oh god, he's so good. And it's just this like these little moments like uh, he's eating. Uh, he thought it was coffee, and it's like corn chowder. <laughs> he tells him to blow on it or whatever, and he just eats it. It's hot. Oh man, oh I like that. He's such a goofy character. So we go to this, which uh, if I ever own a bar, I want to call it the Learned Goat. Uh, so we're introduced to the you know final member of the posse, uh, uh, Matthew Fox character, mm-hmm. Bruder. And, uh, he's, uh, I didn't know what to think of him at first, and I'm still not sure if he's my favorite character or if Sheriff Hunt is. Like, I, I go back and forth. The badassness of Bruder, but, uh, the, uh, you know, more steadfastness of, uh, Sheriff Hunt. I'm not sure which one I like. I was like, I wouldn't, at first I thought he was just a little prissy pants because he was so dressed so and all white. But then, uh, I mean, that's another surprise mm-hmm. uh, in the film that he's actually the badass, the gunslinger of yeah. the town, if you will. And uh, I, I enjoyed like these little bits of dialogue with the uh, piano player. Uh, with uh, it costs more for more songs. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if we ever if we ever do a Patreon, we're gonna do uh, two dollars for. Uh, one bonus episode and uh, $6 for two. Because <laughs> I get tired. He's like, well, I get tired by two. <laughs> and then he flips it around and says, one drink before performance. <laughs> um, 
I, I did like his character. I, at first, I hated him. Oh, Bruder? Yes. Okay. Because he did feel just like this prissy little fancy dude. I was like... <laughs> Fun and fancy free yeah, in like the he, West. He felt like he was going to be the, the antagonist. I was like, I don't care about this freaking guy. But he did turn out to be a badass. And so I liked that he had multiple aspects to his character. Mm-hmm. So I thought he did great. Um, definitely not my favorite character. But he felt necessary. Because mm-hmm. everyone else was very rugged. Um, and he was kind of very fine-tuned. Mm-hmm. Like he felt more like a razor blade. But the sheriff felt more just like a blunt force object, you know? Yeah. So I like that they had both of them in there. So uh, Chicory tells the sheriff that uh, there's a stranger in town and he's buried something. And uh, Sheriff goes to the learned goat where Purvis is having a drink and interrogates uh, said stranger. And uh, I got to say, if we had more justice like this... uh, there, I think there'd be a lot less problems. <laughs> this poor dude just shows up, and they just immediately start interrogating him, accusing him of everything. Well, I will say this: I was I was impressed. He's like, "Took you a while to remember your name, didn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> I was. I, I mean, it was it was a little harsh, but uh, uh, it was extremely harsh. <laughs> it's a little harsh. There's like in this weird small town. No, we just, need we need to do, we, we we need more we need more sheriff hunts in the world. <laughs> I'm not I'm not against that. We definitely could use some good law and order. Because yeah, this random guy shows up and there's like ah, you're a criminal. Yeah, don't like you. You lied. <laughs> and then he shoots him in the leg. <laughs> for the uh, uh, that's uh, <laughs> excessive. And but but. They were right. Yeah, he was a criminal. Yeah, he he uh, uh, yeah, he was definitely he was. I mean, he was he was a highwayman. I mean, mm-hmm. like from that from the perspective of we know what he just got done doing, uh, uh and, and I think uh, if he would have stayed in Bright Hope, uh, he, his fortunes might have turned out a little bit better. <laughs> uh. So they have to go get the doctor. The doctor's a drunk, so they have to go get uh, Mrs. O'Dwyer instead. Mm-hmm. After uh, a good session in the sack with uh, with uh, Mr. O'Dwyer. Mr. O'Dwyer. I really like that name. Yeah. I don't know why. Mr. Mr. O'Dwyer. <laughs> I like the way Sheriff Hunt says it. Mr. O- Mrs. O'Dwyer. Yeah. Uh, so she goes and uh, apparently... Uh, Sheriff Hunt has a a knack for shooting people in the leg, strangers in the leg. So I can see she's it. uh she seems like this is more of a routine thing. <laughs> Those are the drunk doctors. She probably yeah. gets called quite often. Yeah, got got by John Bruder, who I guess was uh who fancied Mrs. O'Dwyer while she was uh, single at one mm-hmm. point, or yeah. at least it was uh implied that anyway, which was weird. Really, it felt unnecessary I, to me. I don't know. I like I like that little. I, I they didn't go too much into it. I just liked that it was a story, and it was it was it was there was a beginning and an end. It wasn't like it was nothing that wasn't resolved. Right. So I, I was okay with it. I liked it in the sense that I, I like when movies don't over explain things to mm-hmm. me sometimes. Like like Christopher Nolan does. Yeah, I, I like <laughs> that we showed up in this town, and you're just getting this window of time. So they clearly had lives before. Some are going to have lives after, but none of that matters. It's just right now. So I, I liked it in the sense that it showed that they've all been in this small town together for a while, but I just, I was like, I don't care. Like, get a thing for her. 
Yeah. She's the one hot chick in town. She's she pretty. She's a pretty girl. <laughs> She's a pretty, pretty girl. She's pretty. <laughs> uh, and uh, so she, and Sheriff leaves, the backup, official backup deputy leaves with uh, the actual deputy, mm-hmm. and she tends to Purvis's wounds. And if you didn't think we were in a horror movie uh, by now, when you saw the prologue, uh, we were in the stable, and in true horror movie fashion, the black guy dies first. <laughs> poor dude. He's just like... <laughs> little stable boy. I know. He did nothing wrong. Just, I mean, got slaughtered. Mm-hmm. I, I was thrown off at that, because I was not anticipating that. Because I didn't really know where the story was going to go. That creepy sound. Let's talk about the sound in this movie. Okay. I like it because the sound was cool. Yeah. But I hated it. Until later when you find out more information on the sound. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, in my mind, they were people. So I was like, why do they have this weird, just like, like werewolf, guttural, just yeah. yelp? I was just like, ah. I felt, I was like, nobody could do that. And so it threw me out. It sounded great. It was very necessary because it was creepy as all hell. But I'm glad I was, I found out why and how they were making the noise. Otherwise, I probably irritated me. What, what do you think about how the, I mean, it's a horror movie. It's fiction. Right, I mean, yeah. what, what do you, do you think it's, did you think it was cool? Do you think they could have, uh, do you think there could have been a better way with it, uh, of how they approached it? I mean, the. The sound? The, yeah, with the, that bone in their trachea that makes uh, that like guttural werewolf sound. Oh, no, I mean, 100% I like what they did. Oh, so you like the fact that it was physically impossible for the, yes yeah. yes it's not a thing that could <laughs> I happen. almost part of yeah part of me wishes they would have they would have made it more practical but then like maybe just something like they sewed into their mouth yeah but then they couldn't eat people so uh, i guess the trachea thing yeah and it made them more makes sense psychotic the fact that they're cutting open their throats to shove this freaking thing in there yeah i, I was into that I, I was i was all good with that once i had that answer i was sold on the sound because it yeah. sounds awesome when they friggin' just, I can't do it. But yeah, I love, I loved it. I love the sound. Um, so another thing I, I noticed here is the uh, lack of music in this movie. I love, uh, yeah. You I like that? It. I love it. I love when. That's part of the reason I like older movies. Yeah, it's because they're the stories. The not music driven doesn't by try the music. to. The music doesn't try to make you feel something. No, and I've seen movies. Uh, I forget the title of it. It's, it's a low budget uh, grizzly movie, and it was good. It was a decent movie, but. They wanted the music to make you feel emotion. I don't like that. I'm watching it because I want the actor to guide me on how I'm supposed to feel. So when the music guides you, it's like, sometimes it's awesome. Like in this particular shark film that we're very, very fond of. Yeah. The music felt very necessary. It was awesome. Or Titanic. I mean, my goodness. I'm not against music. One of the greatest. I mean, if it's appropriate. I mean, and I feel like the music is, the lack of music in this, uh, for the most part, Mm -hmm. is very appropriate. I'll get Mm -hmm. into that, actually, on on one of our segments at the end, Monday Morning Armchair Movie Mm -hmm. Director. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this is such an original film. I love the dialogue. I agree. Uh, I, I mean, uh, the, oh, speaking of which, I do have some trivia for you. Mm. How much do you think this movie costs to make? Oh, God. I'm going to say it was really low. Yeah. Because aside from the town itself. They're just in the desert. Mm-hmm. So all they had to do was walk outside. Yeah. They honestly probably paid more for the actors they got than anything else in the movie. 
four million dollars for this whole movie. That's amazing. That is amazing. See, for this amazing (laughs) western. I mean, it's it's got to be in a lot of people's top tens that it was one point four million dollars. That doesn't shock me at all. Two thousand and fifteen. Because nothing. There was no. Wild special effects up until, but they were good until, special you know, effects. That's what I mean. Like you're not watching this huge CGI movie. Like I'm sure some of the background maybe was, but all in all, they're just walking in the desert. It's just dudes walking, uh, which I love. But I could 100 percent say I, I guarantee most of that money went to the cast. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Or they I didn't mean, have to pay much the, for the dirt. I mean, if Kurt freaking Russell. I mean, he would probably have to have like a percentage of the film's earnings, mm-hmm. which it only earned five hundred thousand in the bo- box office. Yeah. Well, they didn't have a wide <gasps> Did release. It, it went in theaters. Yeah, but it didn't have a wide release, which yeah. is almost a crime. I think this if this would have made a lot more money if it would have got a wide release and had. I mean, I if they would have doubled their budget and did marketing, I think uh, people would have been hungry for a good western. Maybe it was because. Uh, he was, I mean, there were two other Westerns coming out that year, I think. One of the Hateful Eight, I know, came out that year. And I don't know if the Magnificent... Which is also Kurt Russell. The Magnificent Seven also came out. I mean, we there were a lot of Westerns in 2015. Or that yeah. that uh, three-year area, 14 to 16. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, man. I think... style and, But movie. it made its money back on streaming, and uh, it did make its money back on uh, video and streaming. How much has it made? I think it just made money back. I think it's made like uh, eight million. Like, oh, that's in, way more than making your money back. Yeah, like if you only paid a million dollars and you got an extra. Yeah. Don't hold me to that though. Uh, no, you said it, so now it's yeah, it's it's, it's, it's gospel now. Like it's science. Yeah. So can can you write that down? <laughs> eight million. <laughs> um, you know what? If you know, let's look it up right now. We'll see. Yeah, well, we have we have the technology. We do. Well, maybe I'm using I, a we, PC. We don't have great technology. <laughs> we have the. I love that it was a low budget because it, it, well, it like didn't the, look low budget. That's, no, 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 no. But but that's what I'm saying. There wasn't a bunch of CGI nonsense. It was regular people doing regular stuff. And so it didn't feel like it needed an over-the-top budget like freaking, you know, $80 million that they're going to spend just to put computer graphics in it, which makes it look like crap anyway. Yeah. And I don't... I mean... I don't know how much, uh, I, I, I think a little bit of CGI, I mean, if there was any in here, which I don't think there was a bit of CGI in here, uh, if uh, it would just be for like touch-up and stuff. Yeah, I think if anything, it would be the background, because some of the landscape was awesome, and so I feel like if anything, it was just the landscape, just to make it look, I mean, this has only made two hundred. I mean, $382,000. In total? Uh, but I don't know what... It, what it made with streaming. I know it made, they, I was listening to There's a, no way. I was, I was listening to, uh, you know, I was listening to an interview with the director and I, he said he, they more than made their money back with streaming. Okay. So, so that's probably just the grossing 475,000 plus a total of 4.28 million in home media sales. Okay. So, so they still made a profit. Yeah, they did good. Yeah. Kurt Russell probably took it off. <laughs> Which is which is proper? Uh, am I? Did I read that this was the director's first film, like first yes, directorial movie? He's written a lot of. He's written some scripts. He's written some books, but this is the director's first film. He's directed two other movies, and I wish he directed more. Uh, I think I don't know if he's spending time with his family right now or what, but he's directed uh, Brawl in Cell Block Ninety Nine, 
which is uh, it has all three of these films have the same kind of feel, gritty mm-hmm. feel to them. No CGI, really raw violence. Uh, I'm good with that. Uh, Brawl in Cell Nine. It stars Vince Vaughn, and uh, he has to uh, kill people and to get to a certain cell uh, for revenge. In a really good cop movie called Dragged Across Concrete, starring Vince Vaughn and Mel freaking Gibson. Really? Yes. I'd watch that one. Both these movies are like two and a half hours long. I think I think Dragged Across Concrete is two hours and 45 minutes. Real quick, when you said Dragged Across Concrete, I was going to say that is a great movie title. Can mm-hmm. I just say the title, Bone Tomahawk, It definitely is up there with the greatest Western titles of all time to me. It definitely it tingles so the senses. It's so Simple. good. Uh, not, I mean, not an overly... Uh, not an overly descriptive title. No. And I'm fine with that sometimes. Um, like The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. Yeah. Which is a ridiculous title, but it fit with that story. But I like it's just Bone Tomahawk. Yeah. And even the Bone Tomahawk itself even is if not you a just, pivotal even, part of the movie. But even when you just say it, you just want to go, Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk. I like it. I'm going to I'm gonna name my kid Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll love you for that. <laughs> Uh, we're going to, uh, so Mrs. O'Dwyer and Purvis gets captured. Uh, mm-hmm. they, uh, Sheriff Hunt is, uh, flirting with his wife in the morning. Have some old, uh, sessions in the sacks that's off screen. <laughs> uh, I bet he's glad he did that, uh, when he was, uh, sitting in the cave later. Yeah, I guarantee he's glad about that. Um, and uh, find out that Mrs. O'Dwyer and uh, Mrs. O'Dwyer is missing, as so is uh, the deputy. And uh, they find the the stable boy, and uh, he has to tell Mr. O'Dwyer more great dialogue. Speak plainly. <laughs> and uh, we're about to uh, we have a town meeting with. Uh, Sean Young as the mayor's uh, wife and probably brain because the mayor just seems completely inept. He was an idiot. He was worthless. And uh, they bring the professor who tells him about the tells him about the troglodytes that they Mm -hmm. are going to face should they follow them. And uh, this all takes place in the learned goat. Seems very western. Yeah. Yeah. in, In in the t- in like the town square, if you will, is where everybody goes. Uh, talk just talk about that whole that whole part of the end of the first act. So number one, I like that you did not see her go missing. You didn't see her go to get taken because so it's essentially kind of a mystery. A lesser director would have shown it a hundred percent because they want that quick thrill, like oh my gosh, look how scary this is. I like that they didn't show it, so it's a mystery because you're like. She could be dead right now. We may never see her again. And so I like that you had no idea where she went at all. You had an idea, obviously, because they came into town. They whacked the stable boy. But I like that they didn't really tell you. The little town meeting was good. Because, again, you got a little part of a story that the mayor's kind of worthless and his wife's running the town. But they don't really go into it ever again. It's never discussed. Like It means nothing. Yeah. But you just get a little window into this world. So I like that. The 
the actual professor or whatever telling them about the trilobites hyped me up a lot. The because you're imagining. It's yes. like it's like, like oh when God, Chrissy Watkins in Jaws is in the water and you're imagining what yes. is beneath her chewing her to bits. Oh God. So but. you're just imagining what these creatures look mm-hmm. like. I love the I, I, a lot of people a lot of people criticize uh, movies for uh, they want to say show don't tell, but sometimes when you tell and leave it to the imagination, if it's told mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and not overly explained, mm-hmm. uh, I think tell is just as effective as show. It can be, yeah. It it, it depends. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, certain monster movies, I don't need over explanation. I don't no. care where they came from. Yeah, I care what they're doing now. Yeah, but I like that that one set you up a little bit because you're like, who are these freaking wild beasts that just showed up and just slaughtered this town? So I, I like that they gave you just a just a little bit of that. It's essentially a tribe. Yeah, of, a little bit of mystery. Yeah, a legend, yeah, if you yeah. will. You know who did this? There's only one group that hunts with me. Who? They don't have a name. What kind of tribe doesn't have a name? One that doesn't have a language. Cave dwellers. You know where they are? I have a general idea. You'll take us to them? I won't. Because you're an Indian? Because I don't want to get killed. You're afraid of your own kind? They're not my kind. They're a spoiled bloodline of inbred animals who rape and eat their own mothers. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, cuckold mayor. Uh... <laughs> <He> was... <laughs> I, I, I liked that. As I don't know. I liked it. If... It wasn't necessary, but he, I liked it. His only contribution is uh, <laughs> who could spell troglodyte. <laughs> uh, I like that they made For this the, short little dude. She's all tall yeah, as hell. It was, it was good. The dynamic there. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? That's how you do. Honestly, I, that's how you. That is appropriate, strong woman, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. not. It's it's believable. Like oh yeah. And what a what a. You know what a treat to see Sean Young uh, in uh, in a film. I don't know who that is. Okay, she she's a, she was a famous actress from the eighties and nineties. Really? <laughs> yeah, she was supposed what did to she be. Look, I, I she was supposed to be Vicky Vale on Batman. Really? And maybe if I saw her in something, because obviously I didn't recognize Richard. Uh, okay, either. so you've seen Blade Runner? No. No. no okay. Well, that. that was her most famous role. She was the. Uh, What's her name? Sean Young. Young. I just need to see her face. Maybe if I saw her elsewhere, I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Gotta seen Blade Runner. This, this is gonna be take two with Frank's fresh takes. <laughs> <laughs> she was. I don't know if I recognize her or not. Yeah, that's uh, the the best example I can think of is Blade Runner. Um, she's been in other stuff though. She was. Moderately famous in the 80s. Going through all of this, the only thing I recognize is um, Bone Tomahawk. Okay. Well, <clears throat> well, yeah, pleasant. It was great to see her. Mm. She did great in the she, one She, in she did great one, in the one role. In that the time. one role she's ever been in in her, her film in, in debut. Your, in Frank's brain, <laughs> yes. the, the, the mayor's uh, wife that obviously rules the roost. Yes. It was, her, it was a great film debut. I loved her. So somebody's going to say, Sean Young, and Frank's going to go, oh, yeah, from Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> Obviously, I'm a big fan. <laughs> big fan for years. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Uh, uh, before we before we get to the journey, uh, I just want to bring up this one this one scene real quick where they uh, go into the stable and there's that that real tense scene of uh, Sheriff Hunt entering the stable, not knowing what's in there. We oh, don't yeah, know yeah, what's yeah, behind yeah. We don't there know if either. Left. Yeah. And uh, they find out that the troglodytes are racist <laughs> in their. Uh, Choice of food, anyway. I think I don't. Yeah, I don't think they ate him. 
Yeah. I think the I think the professor said maybe they don't like dark meat. Did he really? Yes. I don't think I got that. That's oh. Zero stars. <laughs> I these these people think they're funny. <laughs> no. Um. So we, uh, Mr. O'Dwyer, insist that he go on the uh, that he go on the journey. Mm-hmm. And uh, off they go on the horses, and they want to make a five days ride in three days. Yeah. And uh, riding horses is no joke. I mean, no, especially with a broke leg. I mean, when I'm watching movies like this, I love to like, I try to like psych myself into getting into that character's mind. Well, not that character's mind, but the the setting. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's. I think. I think a problem with these movies right now, especially with younger people, and sometimes me included, because it's been a while since I didn't have a cell phone. But just just the fact that you're out there and you have no way of getting help. If mm-hmm. you, I mean, if you get cut with something, you could die of gangrene. Oh yeah. I mean, it's and he showed up. Yeah. With the, like his with, whole leg was gashed, broken, destroyed. Uh, uh, which at first really annoyed me because I was like, this feels unnecessary. But I think I kind of got in his mindset because this movie was very good. Showing you from one person's point of view for a while, like especially through the journey, a lot you're watching it, like you feel like you're living it as him. Like there's four characters doing it, but you are Mr. O'Dwyer watching this take place from his perspective. And I felt like the guy that was injured. Like you go on a hike, and all of a sudden you freaking twist your ankle, and you're miserable for the whole rest. Of the- and I'm just like, why me? Why did I have to be the one to have the freaking broken ankle out in the middle of the wilderness? Yes. Not only that, but you've got the 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 wilderness to worry about. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, <clears throat> like uh, uh, you've got bears. You've got wolves, uh, predators yeah. to worry Definitely about. Predator. I don't you've got bears highwaymen that could be you know behind any rock mm-hmm. at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean it. I, I this this is probably. I know it's the slow burn part of the movie. But this is my favorite part of the movie. Oh, 100%. I mean, uh, this, this is by far the best part. It's this whole middle where you're just watching them on their quest to get to where they need to go was phenomenal. It is, I mean, it just, it made me want to go camping, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. And uh, I love how we find more out more about Bruder. Uh, mm-hmm. He is the one that's killed the most Indians, and uh, the professor says that's a uh, odd boast. He's like, it is not a boast, but a fact. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You mean Bruder went from kind of like uh, this dainty little uh, guy in the in the movie to oh man, this guy's a badass. Yeah, he's he's a, a psychopath. Like, yeah, um, I liked that. I liked that you got more of him because he felt mysterious and weird and. It felt unbelievable. Like, I didn't believe he was going to accomplish anything. But the more you found out about him, he was definitely badass. And uh, it's and it, it's almost like a kind of a horror road trip because mm-hmm. you've got you know this and the anticipation of what's to come, but with this really good dialogue. Yeah. While they're on, you got Chicory's musings about <laughs> uh, taking a bath and reading. Uh, 
and you've got uh, Bruder uh, finding how savvy he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he asked if the, he's he asked if they sleep while, but he uses a fancy word for it. And uh, Trigger goes, "That's private." <laughs> Uh, we find out, uh, like, uh, that he's got these bells, uh, around the camp in case a predator or yeah, somebody was, approaches. Yeah. And that told a lot about him too. Yeah. And I was just like, man, like, I don't know if I'd want to live that way for my whole life, but to live that way for about three days <laughs> would be kind of fun <laughs> if I didn't die. Yeah. It would definitely be exhausting to have to put a perimeter every single time I want to go to sleep. Yeah. But... I mean, and we see, like, how dangerous it is. Like, the mm-hmm. first night, mm-hmm. uh, a wolf or some kind of predator walks up, and Bruder shoots it. Yeah. And because they set off the alarm. Yeah. I'm going While to... he's reading. I mean... Was he reading? He wasn't asleep? No, he was reading. He was reading. Uh, Chicory was talking about reading. Sheriff Hunt was trying to go to sleep, and poor Mr. O'Dwyer was uh, sucking on the opium, <laughs> trying... Suffering in the corner. <laughs> God, I felt so shit for the whole time. His jacked up leg. I, I don't know why. I, I felt that. Man, I, felt I twist so... my ankle and at work I'm like, oh. That's what I was saying. <laughs> I'm like, like trying to walk with yes. a broken leg. Or like when you're to get doing your wife. You're we... already hobbled <laughs> trying to save your wife from these like monsters. Yeah, which he knows nothing about at this point. He knows no idea what he's going into. But it did tell a lot about him and his wife's relationship that the dude literally is basically on one leg. Has no idea what he's going into. But he just keeps going. He yeah. just keeps walking nonstop. I really like that. But oh god, like I feel like like when I'm at work and all of a sudden I slice my hand open, I'm so irritated because I'm like now. Yeah, you've got this I, little boo boo. Yes, I'm like yeah. I have this <laughs> tiny little cut on my finger. That dude's whole entire shin is gashed open, mm-hmm. and I'm just like oh, the I'm bone so, tried not to protrude yes. out. <laughs> I'd be so pissed the entire time I was on that quest. So, I mean, again, not a lot of music. A little mm-hmm. bit of taps yeah. while they're riding, but the scenery is... It's not grand or anything, but it's just... Man, it's just... The the cinematography for the budget of this movie is just top-notch. I, I definitely mean, like the scenery, but I love the desert. A lot yeah. of people... In, like, I've lived in Arizona where people complain. It's like, the desert's just brown and flat. And, but there's something so just vast and eerie and quiet about the desert that I love. And that's, honestly, it's part of one of the reasons I like Westerns because it's always just this empty landscape. And like right now, if we walk outside, it's just concrete and people. And and so that's why I like the desert because you can just see everything and there's nothing. I don't know if this is a military strategy or just the way America was formed, but you, for the most part, you go out, you know, five miles outside a major metropolitan area and you're seeing, like, the geography of the area. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go out uh, five miles where we live, and there's, like, Appalachian Mountains. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You can, you can if you're going to hike, even around here, you got that feel uh, of, like, man, I could die. Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, and I'm so close to civilization. Mm-hmm. And, civiliz- and civilization back then was just so small. Yeah. It's... It was, it, I, man, I love that. I Could love, you imagine being days from another human being? Like, and just making sure you had enough water. Like, mm-hmm. just, and just trying, like, again, trying not to die from all the elements, mm-hmm. including people. Because mm-hmm. you, you never know when another Sid Haig or uh, David Arquette is going to come yeah. up. And he's just we, sleeping on the ground. As we find out in the next scene. <sighs> kind of. 
this poor oh, guy. Oh, do you think? I don't know. Do oh, so I, that's what I was going to ask. Do you think these were highwaymen, or do you think uh, Bruder got a little trigger happy? I don't know. I don't remember it explaining it or you really getting anything further on it, but... I'm a hundred. I I understand where Sheriff's coming from, but sh- I think Sheriff is still stuck in the town, and I think Bruder. I, I'm gonna have to side with Bruder on this. He goes, oh, those were. He goes, those. I mean, that scene, like where he was talking about the. Uh, he goes, those those people were scouts for a raid, yeah. and I'm, and he was just so matter of fact about mm-hmm. it because he's clearly done this, yeah, repeatedly. Uh, it's. It's. Uh, I. I thought that was a very compelling scene. I liked it, and, and uh, the fight between. I mean, the tension. I mean, the dialogue, the tension between the characters. It, everything is so good. Chicory mm-hmm. is uh, on uh, the side of the sheriff. There's. They're actually pointing their guns at each other after he kills the two uh, possible uh, scouts. Yeah, he's unfortunately he, the hero you but, need in that situation. I mean, was he wrong because they made a cold camp? And I think that those uh, those people that they killed were part of a bigger raiding party. I mean, I never know. Or, but that's one of the things I like about the movies. You yeah, have no freaking idea. It, it is. It is. It, it does leave it a little bit to the imagination. Yeah. Uh, and you know, gives some moral gray area. Yeah. And it kind of breaks but, up the movie I mean, a little bit. I, you know, if Sheriff Hunt wanted to interrogate him. He probably could, but would he have been killed? By uh, while he was doing that, because again, this ain't his town. No, I mean, yeah, he's he, in the he's in the wild. I'm I'm with Bruder on this one. He goes, oh yeah, no, I, I, I love that where he goes. If you want to question my morals, do it at another time. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, God, I, it's I like such it. a good such a good scene between him, Chicory, and uh, Sheriff Hunt. Just thought, was um, O'Dwyer there? At the time? Yeah, he was sleeping. He was asleep. Yeah. Well, he was—he no, was, he was, he was woke fire. up, but yeah, yeah, he couldn't yeah, yeah. do nothing. Yeah, right. That's, that's, that's fucking Mr. O'Dwyer you're talking about. <laughs> Mr. O'Dwyer, Mr. O'Dwyer. Boy, you want to talk about luck? Uh, oh, <laughs> so oh, many boy. more. We're gonna get to so that. Many, <laughs> so many, so many levels. Man, oh, I got a uh, rage building. <laughs> so we uh, a couple a scene back when they before they. Uh, find out that Bruder's tactics work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruder has a uh, Bruder has a heart-to-heart with Chicory because uh, Chicory doesn't like the way he's talking to Sheriff Hunt. Oh, yeah. And uh, Bruder says that he's the smartest guy there. And uh, Chicory goes, well, how's that? And Bruder said, Mr. O'Dwyer is married. You're a widower. Sheriff Hunt is married. And then uh, and Chicory goes, what has that got to do with anything? <laughs> And then Bruder just goes, smart men don't get married. <laughs> so Frank, uh, Frank uh, is just became a stupid person a just, couple days ago. I was just thinking that. I was like, oh, man. I am officially proven not to be smart. Um, okay, so uh, we're trucking right along. Uh, you know what? This is a good time to introduce the segment Critics versus Audiences. So on this game... We are going to see if Frank can guess who liked the movie better, critics or audiences, and uh, then we're going to uh, see who do you think who he thinks is right. Hmm. So uh, on the critics audience score, uh, what do you think the critics is, uh, score is, and what do you think the audience score? I'm is? guessing the number itself. Uh, yeah, just guess. Roundabout, we're rotten. Okay, this is Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, right. 
so what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes score for critics versus audience? I'm going to say the critics definitely liked the movie more mm-hmm. than audience. I'm going to say... You are right. Yeah. Woo. Okay, good. I was thinking about it on the way here. I was like, okay, I was like, I think he's going to ask you that question. I don't know why it feels more like a critics type thing. And this is before the critics completely lost their mind, too. It's 2015, right. so we're right on the cusp. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right before they broke. Yeah. Um, it's definitely going to be, I'm not going to put it too, too high. I'm going to say they're between 70 and 75. For the critics score? Yeah. Okay, what do you think the audience is? I'm going to say they're kind of low. They're not going to be rotten. I'm going to give it about... It's not going to be a huge difference, I don't think. I'm going to give it a 65. The critics gave Bone Tomahawk 91%. Oh my god! (laughs) The consensus is Bone Tomahawk's particular genre blend... Won't be for everyone, no. but it's a gr- but it's gripping performances and slow burning stories should satisfy those in search of something different. And the audience scored it at only seventy four percent. Okay, so, uh, but so I was only about ten off of them. But so I mean, who 91? do you think? Who do you think is right? The audience. You think so? 100%. Oh no! Listen, no, no, listen, no, no, listen, no, 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 no. The critics. Listen. I, I'm scoring it higher than the critics. I give it no. a 93. No. Yes. Listen, it was a great movie. And no. obviously, they have 100 as perfect. It is not it that is, close to a perfect it, movie. It's an A, dude. Oh, gosh. 74 I, is a C. I, I would put it, like, I could possibly give it in the 80s because it was a very good movie. The acting was phenomenal. The dialogue was great. We'll get to what I hated later, but... A ninety-one. That's high. That's high. I'm giving it. I'm. I'm. I'm going. I'm. I'm grading it higher than ninety-one. I give it a ninety-three. You're getting it close to Shawshank Redemption level. Like that's Shawshank way. is a hundred. Ninety-three is far <laughs> away from a hundred. No, it is not. Out of a scale between, <laughs> I've seen movies that were rated at zero. Now, obviously, I do not believe it should be anywhere anywhere near below fifty. But ninety-one. I made it ninety three. There's no ninety three. I, I love not. this movie. is phenomenal. It's so. It's so. No to coin a phrase, fresh. Uh, it yeah. is a fresh take on a. And it was a revival of a genre for me because okay, I didn't know. I'll give you that. But. Where they could take westerns after Unforgiven, and I know there were good westerns. I know there were good westerns after Unforgiven. Is that a lot? Uh, but I just don't like what can you do like after uh, after Unforgiven you go back to the well I guess I mean there have been movies that did that like Tombstone was a good western but it didn't like break the mold uh, do you want to fight right now oh yes I I'll do. fight you right I, now I, I, I will destroy you oh my god I will end you <laughs> everyone everyone <laughs> I, I like that really this is very similar to Unforgiven where it's not the tone. It's I not guess. a gunslinger western, and a hundred percent. I know you're talking about breaking the mold, but I'm a gunslinger western yeah. fan. Like that's more the what classic I like. western. Yes, love that. But I, so I like that it's different. I don't want the same movie necessarily over and over and over and over again. I like that there's more options, but I would not give it a ninety three percent. Frank's like, if it's not Magnificent Seven, oh, oh, Magnificent Seven. I I did like Magnificent Seven. Um, 
Oh god. Uh, I don't know if I agree, I agree with the audience. I'm now. I'm granted. I am a member of the audience, so it's fine. But I am too, and I'm grading it at ninety. I'm ninety three percent, baby. Now, which is fair in the sense that we're all gonna have a different opinion on movies, and you like a different type of western because your favorite western. It's kind of a deconstruction of the West. Exactly. And so it's, it, it makes sense. But, oh, jeez. Uh. So, you, what, I mean, what would you give it? What would you give it? Frank? I think 75 is fair. But what would you give it? Would you get rated more than 75, though, right? So you're saying audience is right. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd say critics are right. Uh, I'm rating it 93. You're going to rate it at... I'm, I, you know what? I'll give it an 80 because I really, really... Anywhere between 80 and 85, I'd put it, because... I can kind of get behind 85. Every single character was great. There was no bad character in the movie. The the whole plot line was great. I I liked that whole concept. I just... It it was like eating a vegetarian burger. Like, I'm like... "Mm, Oh, how dare you? I'm like, this is okay, but I I feel like I'm missing something. This isn't just uh, a big carnivore burger. This has got the bacon and cheese with a liver with a side of fiva beans. Uh. (laughs) Closer. 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 Um, I don't... I don't... I felt like I was it's not a vegetarian. How dare you, sir? How dare <laughs> no, you? It's just a Because I, I had a vegetarian burger once. Once. I was tricked into eating it. And I remember eating it thinking, this is okay. I was like, but I, I told the, the girl I was with at the time, I was like, I feel like I'm missing something. Like something's not right. And then she goes, <laughs> there's no meat in that. So I threw it against the wall and I went and found me a bloody piece of meat. But that's kind I of. I mean, we'll uh, get into a vegetable it. burger. You can at least call it a turkey burger, but it's not a freaking. I think it's a burger. I think it's all. I think it's buffalo with bacon and cheese, maybe. <sighs> no, but it is, if anything, it is a McDonald's burger at best because it was just. It's like oh, I really like this. Do I want to eat it every day? Eh, probably not. Um. Sorry, I'm, I'm texting. It's a buffalo burger. <laughs> it is a buffalo burger. It's the West. It's a buffalo. It's a great burger. Uh, so we've established Frank is wrong on the audience score. No, uh, you failed. Clear, you, fa- you failed. Clear. Well, you were right. I mean, I, I, I right. thought you would guess it wrong. Uh, but uh, no, the more I think about it, you're, I mean, it does seem like someone of the critics would enjoy yeah, more. Yeah, because it's much more. It simple. is a, a niche, uh, a niche genre. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Uh, so let's just play a recasting call while we're at it. Uh, I think Kurt Russell was always the first choice. hundred percent. I'd put him uh, in the first choice for any Western I ever make. Um, he, uh, especially for that type of character. Mm-hmm. Matthew Fox is great for Bruder. Uh, you change anybody for the casting? Real quick, I feel like, even though I would not change Kurt Russell, I feel like Jeff Bridges, he's not as gritty feeling. Like, Kurt feels more believable as just this tough more, old man. Yeah, kind of. Uh, I would say uh, if you wanted somebody more, uh, more I, well, kind of his rooster character, which he he's been playing ever since he's played Richard Carson. He's, he's never gotten rid of that voice again, uh, which drives me insane. But uh, but uh, a little kind of yeah. a mix between John Wayne and Buffalo Bill. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe not that alcoholic like. When he was Rooster, he was kind of this run-down old man. Like, yeah. Maybe just a more refined version of that. But I feel like Jeff Bridges Kurt, would have been good. Kurt Russell's character would be more grounded. Jeff Bridges would be more... Uh, just a loose cannon freaking... Uh, I would think more... Eccentric. Mm-hmm. 
Kind of like Rooster. Yeah, kind of like he'd be, he'd be. I mean, he'd play Rooster. He'd again. play Rooster again. Uh, he's which I love his Rooster karma. A hot take. I liked it better than John Wayne. Uh, but that'll uh, be an episode all on its own. Yes, right there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I would obviously recast uh, Mr. O'Dwyer. <laughs> <laughs> As who? Who could be that character better? Uh, do I get to pick any character or like somebody of this? Let's pick of this era. Uh, Timmy Oliphant, I think, would have been fine. Ooh, you know what? I would put Timmy ugh, Timmy the Elephant as um, Bruder. Yeah, I feel like he could play that very. Timothy Oliphant was supposed to play Bruder. See, boom, right there. But they liked Matthew Fox uh, better, so which is fine. He did phenomenal. He did. I, he I did like a Timothy really good job. Been, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying. I am trying to think of the know. of a common man. I just again, Patrick Wilson, uh, Channing Tatum probably would have been too much. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, somebody... What's a what's? Uh, I, I feel stupid for forgetting his name right now. Um, is it Chris Pratt? Chris Pratt would have made a. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna go with Chris Pratt. Would have. I mean, he's such a big star, though. Right. But, this okay, is right but... after Guardians. But if this was pre Guardians, Chris yes. Pratt would have made a great Mr. O'Dwyer. I think he would have been so pre Guardians. Pre Guardians, he feels like, he feels pre-Guardians like Mr. Pre Guardians, Chris Pratt. I would I would cast as Mr. O'Dwyer. Yeah, that's why I was thinking when I was watching. It. I don't know why I failed on his name for there, but. That's who he felt like. All right, because Chris Pratt feels like an everyman who yeah. can all of a sudden just do badass shit. Yeah, yeah, he's he's, I mean, not favored with the critics, but I think he's a great actor. Um, so let's get in. Let's, I mean, let's get jump back into the end of the second act. Um, Hold on, real quick. Yeah, I don't care how many actors exist in this world. No one would have done better. Than Richard Jenkins in that role. Oh he no! Slaughtered. That's, he that's... was by far the best version of that. Like he did better than everybody else in the entire movie. That me. is Robert Shaw in Jaws. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't recast no, that. Like he was perfect. I mean, it's you can't find like his his choices. I don't know if that was the director or Jenkins himself, but that is. Uh, that that's that level of uh, character right there. They just can't be replaced. No, he was flawless. So we have to give all the props in the world to him because holy cow, I blew it out of the water. Oh yeah, hundred percent. He uh, so uh, they make a cold camp after they shoot the Mexicans, mm-hmm. and uh, Bruder is the first to get uh, attacked mm-hmm. by possibly the rest of the raiding party. We don't know, but. Man, they are screwed because uh, they kill, they take their horses and they kill uh, the racist horse, Saucy. Uh, <laughs> they said to you, teacher in bigotry, he's like, she's loyal. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> and uh, I think this is where the third act begins. And mm-hmm. I start, to, when I first watched this, I was worried about Mr. O'Dwyer at this point because now they got to pack up what stuff they have. Now they're less equipped and mm-hmm. they have to go on foot. Yep. Talk about that. Yeah, the dude has one leg. Yeah. And he's now walking through the desert. So first of all, it's hot. I think they give him a head start too. They do. First. They let him leave and they're going to pack up camp. Yeah. And that is where you really start watching it from his perspective. And I loved it. This this section right here 
of the quest is my favorite part where you're just walking him struggle. So the first part of the last act. Yes. Okay. Just watching him struggle as he's walking and you're just watching his view and every face he made, he did phenomenal in this entire, it's my favorite. Uh, he, I mean, like I said, I'm not a fan of Patrick Wilson, but I can give credit where credit's due and Patrick Wilson just sold this part of the movie. Yeah. I mean, I he believed he did had a, like screwed great. Um, so we, uh, so they catch up with him, more dialogue, mm-hmm. Bruder, uh, says that he's not going to, uh, make an advance on his wife. Uh, Mr. O'Dwyer gets hot headed yeah. and breaks his leg mm-hmm. and more tension. <laughs> I mean, this, ah, oh, it's so good. <laughs> Kurt Russell, Mr. O'Dwyer, you can no longer travel on this leg. And Mr. O'Dwyer just hell bound and determined to uh to to go on mm-hmm. and we find out chicory is actually useful he used to doctor up people in the civil war mm-hmm. and i thought that was like like you said earlier they give you just enough information yeah. to give put put it in their head and put it in your head and you can just make up whatever story you want and it yeah. just makes his character so much interesting mm-hmm without them having to spell it out. And boy, did that hurt me when I heard that bone go. (laughs) I was so nervous that they're going to hack his leg off. I thought thought they were going to hack his leg off because at first, when he takes the opium, Mm -hmm. he gets that that blade out. I'm like, oh my God, they're not going to tell him they're going to cut his leg off. I I was 100%. And I was going to be pissed because I wanted him to make it. Mm -hmm. Like you want to watch him succeed. And when they're like, yeah, we're going to cut this thing off. I was like, this is it. He's done. And I was going to be so pissed if he did not get to accomplish what he was trying to do, or at least try. So, yeah. And I was like, I was thinking, you know, in my head, even even in 2023, I'm thinking gangrene, Mm -hmm. infection, Mm -hmm. all the possibilities of the failure rate has to be 75%. Oh, that's you. There's, I, I... I don't know if realistically a human being could have accomplished that because the dude was falling apart. He broke his already jacked up leg and now Again. he still has to, <laughs> he has to walk. Not ride a horse, not be in a wagon, which would suck on its own. Dude has to walk all the way to find his wife. And as far as he knows, he's going and heading towards a battle. And he's by himself. He's no mm-hmm. longer part of the party. So it leaves him more vulnerable oh, yeah. to the elements. Yeah, I thought he was screwed. Oh, I was convinced I was convinced he so, was screwed and he's never gonna make it. Again, great dialogue. Sheriff Hunt is saying he's gonna leave three stones in their path so he can follow them later. <laughs> I was still not by that. You're in the desert and they're like, just lay down rocks. The, the entire desert is I made guess up of rocks. How am, the, I gonna, how am I going to know which rocks? I guess in the way in which they were laid, I I, I don't know. It's yeah. just some, something I'm kind of going with. At yeah, this point. It, it, I yeah. Feel, it didn't matter, but I, I just remember thinking, I was like, rocks? Like, I mean, I guess he can't tie ribbon or spray paint or nothing like that. So they kind of just had to give him something. But I just remember thinking, I was like, I, I could not pick out a rock in the desert. Um. And so yeah, I, I'm going with it. Yeah. Uh, I always go. I always go when we're getting to that. We're we're gonna get to to it in a second. But mm-hmm. uh, they uh, it it they <laughs> they go. Uh, they find the troglodytes. Uh, they find the cave. Uh, uh, there was a scene we missed earlier where uh, uh, Chickory wanted to use the. Uh, Spyglass, which he called the German. Oh yeah, the telescope. I like that. And he 
finally gets to use the German because uh, he earned Bruder's respect when he says, I've seen you operate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the, I mean, the relationships between the characters are building. Yeah. I appreciate that. Like, God, this movie's so good. It's good. I, and I uh, he, so so they find they find where the cave, they set a plan out. Uh, I'm, and right here, this, this got me where the uh, Bruder says, I'm going to throw stones out after 30 seconds. If not... I'm going to, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. And you have to have come up with an ulterior plan. Well, he throws them out. And I'm like, okay, how they're going to go in the cave. Yeah. All of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. And <laughs> Bruder gets his hand chopped off. And I was, at first, when I saw that, I was like, what the? <laughs> and Chicory gets an arrow to the head that oh. bounces off. Yeah, I, I mean, thought he was dead. I was Sheriff pissed. Hunt gets that. Tomahawk. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, is this how Kurt Russell is going to die? <laughs> When I saw Trigger get hit, I was furious right off the bat. Because I was like, you cannot kill this dude right now. You cannot. I will turn this movie off and walk. But, yeah, it just it's like it sliced and bounced off his head. Yeah. Which is weird. But... And probably realistic, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you can see his, like, skull. <laughs> just, <laughs> just carved Richard Jenkins. Yeah. I was like, we just got to open this thing up real quick. It'll be fine. Uh, so, Bruder says uh, he is too vain to live as a cripple. And he's going to try to, which I love that about I loved, his character. I loved, absolutely. I mean, he just goes, he's like, I need a cigar. I'm like, if I, I mean, I'd probably want to go down that way if mm-hmm. I had to go down that way. It's like, with a cigar, and uh, I don't even think he killed that other Indian. I'm In my head, I want to say he killed one. I think But he, he definitely, if you go back and you see he got the bone tomahawk to the face. I mean. Yeah, I think he got them all. I think um, I think he accomplished what he was doing. Because, yeah. did he, did he? No, so they killed the one. Uh, he killed the one coming up. Also, hats off to the make of this movie. He looks pale, like he lost a lot of blood right there mm-hmm. with uh, when he got his hand cut off, and uh, like the makeup uh, in this movie is phenomenal. And uh, so he takes one more out. I think he gets a tomahawk to the face. Yeah, uh, but you don't see. I don't think. No, you don't. Yeah. You don't. You don't. You know he's dead. You see his body, but I'm, I'm assuming that he killed one. And uh, the troglodyte got him uh, with the tomahawk. So it was kind of a mutual yeah. death kind of thing. And then here comes Sheriff Hunt and uh, Chicory into uh, the uh, going further into the cave. And they get ambushed again. <laughs> and this time they get, uh, they get caught. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, they uh, find Mr. Uh, Mrs. O'Dwyer. They found out that uh, Purvis, aka David Arquette, is unceremoniously killed off screen. I didn't like that. I thought it was fine. I, I mean, it was whatever, but it, I like. Uh, we're, don't worry. Oh no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm aware. But because Deputy I... Nick is next. Oh, my God. So let's 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 do it. We've been talking about that scene. Yes. Uh, here it is. Deputy Nick gets. I mean. This is what I. This scene right here was hard to watch, but it was fascinating to watch at the same time. The camera did not cut. Yeah, I liked that. I liked. I liked their little cells they were in inside the cave. I really liked that. I it was fine. David Arquette was gone. Whatever. But it when they pulled him out, obviously, like we knew he was a goner. I liked that she was still alive and normal. Whatever. But the. the I, okay, before we get into what actually happens to this dude, yeah, I don't like unnecessary gore. 
because sometimes it feels it feels like you're forcing it and then I'm like eh I'm like you kind of lost me like when all of a sudden people get stabbed in the eyes in movies and all that I'm like eh I'm like I don't care about that like you're kind of ruining for whatever reason this felt very fitting yeah like I wasn't too thrown off by it it was the shock was earned yes because it was a very slow I I call it the Jaws factor Mm -hmm. there's always a scene in Steven Spielberg said you know, originally in Jaws, the shark was supposed to just die of its wounds right. and just drift Ugh. down to the bottom. And Stephen uh, said that, no, I want to blow the shark up with the air tank. And yeah, then Peter Benchley, author, argued with him and said, that doesn't work. A shark's not going to carry it in his mouth like a cigar. And Stephen <laughs> goes, I don't care. I've had them this long. Mm-hmm. I can let them buy this. And, uh, and it did feel earned. And... And I felt this scene, however fantastical and brutal as it was, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, it was earned, and oh my word, let's get into it. First, they take Nick out. They strip him down. Uh, he's already like writing his like uh, not writing, but he's already telling uh, sheriff what to do with his belongings because mm-hmm. he knows he's dying. Like, do you know you're gonna? die right there and he's already seen how the other guy died so he knows what's gonna come that's the worst part like you don't know what he saw yeah but i mean after you saw you know this dude was convinced it is over they scalp him they shove his scalp in his mouth (laughs) (laughs) turn him upside down break his hip bone hit him several times and literally gut him like a deer split they, him in half they cut and not like across, <laughs> they break his hip bone like, with that bone tomahawk they don't cut him in half like across the waist no they split him down with the, his groin they ugh. cut him at his groin and each hit of the bone thump and you hear ugh. Oh, yeah. He was alive for a good part of that. Oh, they, my God. He had to feel that. The fact that they split him long ways. I didn't anticipate that level of gore because in the beginning and through, like you see little bits, but they didn't go over the top. They split this dude down the middle. <laughs> you see his organs fall out. Oh my! It was ridiculous. <laughs> Meanwhile, but sheriff's doing the best to give him peace of mind while he's getting mutilated in front of God and everybody. He's like. There's a raiding party on the way, and they're going to kill every one of these <laughs> bastards. Just trying to give him that little... Gl- you will be avenged. Yeah. Sorry you're getting cut in half. Yeah. Which, I'm going to be honest, even though they did it to be like, hey, everything's going to be fine, 
I wouldn't and give Chicory a shit. And Chicory believed would, it. He's yeah, like, sure, what'd you say that for? He's like, it's what I would want to hear. I would not give a crap. I'm like, dude, I'm getting cut in half. I, I just think you, maybe he you thought... You were the there rating were, party, and you failed! There were, and now I'm getting cut in half. Vengeance would be exacted. Yeah, which is very Western, and I'm into that. But if I'm the dude getting cut in half, I don't care what's happening later. So they find, uh, so they have the opium that mm-hmm. Mr. O'Dwyer, uh, Chekhov's opium that mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mr. Uh, O'Dwyer was using to ease the pain, and they would decide to make a plan to give it to the troglodytes. Uh, they, uh, the troglodytes take it. Some of them drink it. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. O'Dwyer says that one might may die, one definitely will die, and the other will just go to sleep. Yeah, and. Uh, it does, and that does happen, and they piss them off. So then they take the flask, pull Sheriff out of the cage that he's in, and cut his... Uh, I was like, oh, here we go. I, what, I, I, at this point, I didn't know what was going to happen. No, no. Uh, when I first saw it. And they cut his side open and stick that after they threw it in the fire. Yeah, after it's been in the fire. Yeah, so not only is it like... It's you, are you super cut, hot. But it's freaking hot. So they basically carterized it so it's stuck in mm-hmm. his stomach. Yeah, it was wedged in there and it's staying now. That was... <laughs> I thought they were going to force him to drink it. Yeah. This was way, way yeah. more intense. Like, to have a flask shoved into your gut? Yeah. That was intense. Meanwhile, I mean, it's not as bad as being cut in half probably, but... So meanwhile, uh, Mr. O'Dwyer uh, goes on the arduous journey, makes it, uh, passes out. Mm-hmm. I, I like the fact... I, and again, it's just a small touch that he's talking to God. Yeah. The the entire time he's like, "Are you seeing this?" And uh, it's just you know more character building. Mm-hmm. It's uh, but not you know not uh, over explaining. No. I mean that's that's this one of this this movie's one of its biggest strengths. Uh, he he kills a troglodyte, wakes up barely. I was like, "Oh, this is one that got me going." When uh, he. They found uh, Mr. O'Dwyer, and he barely makes it out, mm-hmm. killing uh, the troglodytes. And then he finds out uh, what the whistle is for. I mean, you like that, so you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Real so quick. Th- this whole time, I don't. If you haven't seen it, they're making this like just freaking battle cry that is just echoing through the canyons and caves. And I was so annoyed. So I was like, it sounded like the Raptors a little bit from Jurassic Park. Yes. And I'm like, <clears throat> clearly these are just people. Why are they making this ridiculous sound? And when he first, he killed one of them, and he sees it in his throat, which I actually didn't even notice. So when he started carving his throat out, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why is this happening right now? So when he pulled it out, the first thing he did was put it in his mouth. He carved, oh, yeah. <laughs> he carved a thing. I don't know if germ theory was a thing back then. No, but I mean, like, would that be your first thought? You just killed this freaking wild native who, they look awesome, by the way. Like, I like that they battled them up. But he carved this, like, bone gimmick out of dude's throat. And he's just like, mm, I guess I'm going to put it in my mouth and whistle. And that's how they made the, the the call. Which he very soon realized that's how they're bringing the other ones in. And so that's how he was able to progress and keep fighting. So I liked that. It gave him an edge. But I, I don't know if I would have done it. I, I don't think I would have just... Um, I, 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 it, it, it's a lot to, it's a big ask for us to just, oh, he figured out how to do that and yeah. blow the whistle. But again, it's the third act. They're yeah. throwing a lot at us. And it didn't, you can tell, it didn't matter. I, at this point, you can tell, like, they had budget constraints yeah. and they were trying to finish it up. You know, they shot this in 28 days. 
Because I did read it. it. I, oh my god! I did read it was twenty something days. Yeah, I thought I read twenty one, but either way, like still like less than a very month. Very short. Looks great. Yeah, I know we said that a bunch, but it looks great. Uh, so he comes in. Sheriff Hunt is uh, at the mercy of one of the troglodytes after they found out that mm-hmm. uh, they've been duped. And uh, poor Trickery, he tries to he tries to do a lesser version. <laughs> Sheriff, I'll make sure you're avenged. <laughs> what are you like, gonna do? Trickery, you're in shut the cell. up. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to do what's right. He has that uh, real quick. He has that scene uh, uh, about the uh, the flea circus. Uh, just more. I really like the, that. The back and forth. It gave him hope. Yeah, I liked that a lot. Yeah, that was again uh, more character building. Awesome. Hope is a dangerous thing. Hope is a dangerous thing, <laughs> like Andy Dufresne, except for these poor bastards in this cave of troglodytes. Yeah. Uh, the troglodyte figures out how to use the repeater, mm-hmm. uh, shoots Sheriff Hunt in the gut. I'm like, oh my gosh, what? how much worse? I'm, I'm thinking, like, my God, how, how, how much worse could this be? <laughs> Finally, Mr. O'Dwyer, the crippled, saves the day. Yeah. And uh, rescues uh, Mrs. O'Dwyer and uh, gets Chickory out. Sheriff Hunt is mortally wounded. Yeah, he knows. Stay, stays behind. Badass Kurt Russell. Uh, tells, uh, has this really good last moment with Chickory, which I think he's implying to make uh, Mr. O'Dwyer the sheriff. He goes, have a talk with Mr. O'Dwyer when you get back to town. Hmm. And uh, I didn't think about that. Chickory goes, I will. It is the official, <laughs> it is the official opinion of the deputy that a talk uh, should be had with Mr. O'Dwyer. <laughs> and uh, then there's this really great That's moment. So good. Say hello to my wife. I'll say hello to yours. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Man. I like that line. I was lot. not expecting to get emotional in this movie at all. Oh, I was no. like, wow. That I liked it a lot. It's really good. And, uh, Sheriff Hunt kills the last three. Okay, but wait. What? Oh, I love the way that they killed the last three. Yeah, because you don't witness it. Oh, I forgot. I just completely forgot. Sheriff kills the one that shot him by cutting his foot off with the bow and tomahawk, and then cutting his head off. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But so Mrs. O'Dwyer being in there, she knew the count of how many were there, and so I like this. Whatever she said, blah, blah blah. There's three left, and so they leave. And I liked that they're walking through, and all of a sudden you hear bang, bang. Yeah. And then and then one more. Trickery literally turns. And they're like, is that gunshot? It's like, it was. And he's waiting, and then pow. Yeah. You hear the third shot yeah. to imply that he got all three, and he just smiles. I loved that way they did that. Oh, can you, you know the part that really bothered me we didn't touch on? The fact that they maimed and blinded the females in the tribe uh, at the end, at the beginning of the cave, which mm-hmm. all they were were like uh, a birthing mechanism. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, that was probably just as brutal, like probably more because they're forced to do this their whole lives. Yeah, yeah. than just... the dissecting of the people that they ate. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, that once it was just a real quick scene, and you see them look at them and just walk by. I'm like, oh. <laughs> When you become a dad, too, you're just like, oh, my God, the kids. When do they do that to the women? Do they do (laughs) Do they let the kids? 
Do they let the females grow up or live at all? Oh my god. Oh, this movie is so. That's the part that bothered me the most. Like that that scene right there. Like just it, that in my head. Just thinking yeah. like, ooh man, that is. They're definitely a savage. That, that is tough. But uh, that he Chicory sees uh, hears the final gunshot, throws the rock down. I guess that he was going to use as a weapon, possibly, mm. and the film ends. Yeah. That's Bone Tomahawk. So, Frank, is Bone Tomahawk worth a second take? Final a thoughts: a hundred percent. It is definitely worth second take. The th- and I've been the thing I hundred percent disliked about this movie. And the one thing that doesn't give it a higher rating for me is though it was very gory and intense at the end, they built it up as if these were like the toughest individuals ever. When the they're in the town and he tells them like, oh, it doesn't matter how many guys you bring, you know, you're not going to win. But like one crippled dude crawls in and just whacks every single one of them and a dude with a flask in his gut. That is what bothered me. I felt like I needed more of them to die that's why i kind of wish david arquette was still alive and they kind of had an escape but he got killed and then i was glad chicker didn't obviously you wanted I, more to die but you were mad david arquette died I, no no no. i wanted to watch it i wanted to i wanted more oh you wanted more on screen yes i okay. wanted more intense battles to show that it is hard to defeat these people or mr o'dwyer whacked a couple of them just kind of like hanging out and he crawls all the way up there that's the only thing that bothered me i felt like i got a big build not a big explosion at the end. Okay, so it wasn't uh, it wasn't the the big it wasn't Jaws explosion enough for right. You. Okay. It didn't like go. Bah, 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 bah. It was yeah. kind of like oh, oh, did he get one? Okay, he killed that one. Well, given okay, so I, I understand that, but given the budget and the time they shot, right, like, which is fine. Yeah, I, I, like it, taking that into account, I mean. What do you, what do you, I mean, yeah, would you give it some points it, for that? Oh, yeah. It does not make it a bad movie for Especially, me. But the, it was cool. I, see, the blow-up for me was the decapitation that Sheriff Hunt did. Yeah, which is so, all good. And I, I felt satisfied. Like, I didn't yeah. turn it off, and I was like, why yeah. did I watch that at all? I was very happy with the movie. I just wish I would have got more. But again, I'm partial to the gunslinging westerns. And yeah. so when I You wanted more Bang Bang Shuma. Yes. Okay. At least at the end. I liked the slow build. I, I liked the slow story of their quest. I liked just watching dude walk the desert. I was all into that. I just needed the troglodytes to fight more. Where they were kind of just... They were brutal, but they weren't great fighters. Like they didn't accomplish much against a strong character. That was my only issue. That's it. That's what bothered me. Otherwise, I absolutely love the movie, and I will watch it again and again and again. This movie is one of my favorite westerns. I I don't know. I may put it in the top ten. I may put it in the top five. Wow. I don't know. It's I might need so, a third, fourth, fifth take, but uh, it is and it it's like the wine. It gets better with yeah. each viewing. And it's it's definitely worthy of a second take because mm-hmm. there's so much. One of the things that I think is worthy of a second take is if is there more to discover with the watching the film? Is it is it is there more to be enjoyed? Yes. With another viewing, and I, for I this, I say absolutely. Yeah, I, I would agree. I worth would a second take. Definitely worth, give it a second take. Uh, I I can't speak more highly of. Of this movie because 
you know, I like the deconstruction of Westerns, not to the point where they bastardize it, but mm-hmm. just, you know, just another kind of fresh look at a Western. Like, what can you do with a Western? And can you do stuff with a Western in the 2010s and 2020s? And I say yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made... It, you, can you go back to the well? You can. Can you do something really different? You can. And Bone Tomahawk is proof that you can. But... I agree. It felt more like... Oh, I don't want to say the word realistic because the troglodytes and stuff. I mean, it was ridiculous. They cut dude in half. But the whole... First, the dialogue, the, movie, it felt the camaraderie, very, the journey. Yes. It felt so western. It felt what it would felt happen like in a, real life. It felt like a western with a little bit of, uh, I don't know, uh, when you're drinking uh, like a fancy uh, whiskey, not fancy, but a medium priced whiskey or beer, uh, you, you taste the different notes. And mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. like, uh, for example, you taste the caramel at the front and it burns in the back. And that's how I describe Bone Tomahawk is a good whiskey that you drink and you taste all the delicious notes of caramel. And then at the end, like a kind of like a Jack Daniels, uh, it burns at the very end. And that's how I describe it. Yeah. I liked it. It felt like something that a hundred percent could happen where some Westerns you watch, there's like, I'm like, this is not like, obviously there's a lot of gunfighting in the West, but they romanticized it a lot. This didn't feel like they romanticized the West. It was just, this 100% could happen. A group of dudes went out. They had to go walk the desert for three days. They're Something that could happen life. with the supernatural element. Yes, yes. Like, they added a little bit just to give you a little taste of horror. And I was good with that. I liked all that. But this felt more real. Like, I liked it. So that's Bone Tomahawk. Uh, so we uh, have a Facebook page. Frank, go ahead and advertise us because I'm not good at this. So we do have a Facebook page. Um, and soon, hopefully today, so by the time you're listening to this, we also have an Instagram. Unfortunately, I don't know the Instagram name yet because obviously it doesn't exist yet. Uh, and apparently there's more Take-Two podcasts than ours. <laughs> yes. I think they're non-operational. <laughs> <laughs> there's apparently other places with our name, which is ridiculous. So if you're listening to this, you people need to cancel yours and let us exist. But on Facebook, we are Take-Two Podcast. So go ahead, look that up, like, follow. And soon, I'm hoping... We, we'll probably put the Instagram name on Facebook. How about that? So if you go find that, as soon as the Instagram's made... I think you can create the Instagram with uh, with the Facebook. Yeah, but there, if there's... I just think the name's going to be altered. Like, it could be okay. take two underscore we'll just, or something goofy We'll just send like a link. Yeah, so we'll put it on there, and obviously we'll get into that. Um, we so, forgot to do one last segment. Uh, real quick. Monday morning armchair movie director. What would you change? The end. The end? Yeah. I, I, I think I'd put a little more fight and chaos. Not over the top, because it was a very slow movie, so it doesn't need mayhem. Yeah. Because then it would have felt weird, but I think that's what I would have altered. Otherwise, I wouldn't have changed much. Mm-hmm. I would have put a... It started out with a prologue. Mm-hmm. I would have put a coda at the end of the movie. Just something... And they had one. There was one deleted scene. And it was 
Mr. O'Dwyer reading his poetry to Mrs. O'Dwyer, and they were sitting at a camp, and then it just ended. I wouldn't have done that. I would have probably had them back at Bright Hope and have them do that scene, and then I would have turned the camera and uh, kind of trepped the camera out to the window looking at it would be night at the Mm -hmm. night, and then cut to black. Kind of giving you that feeling. Yeah, there's someone that else out there. Maybe. Not, not, I wouldn't do the noise because that, that would be too much. No, it would be obvious. But I would do the feeling that, did they get them all? Just have it in the back of your head. I like that. Did they get them all? I would have been comfortable with that. I like movies that just end Yeah, like this one did. I, I don't... Oh, my wife hates that. Oh, see, I, yeah, every I love fiber. It. She hates ambiguous endings. See, I love every it. fiber. I love an open ending to where I'm like, is the story done? You kind of have to decide on your own. Which, if they had done what you're describing, would have also fit that theme. Like, you don't really know if it's finished or not. I love that. And there's plenty of movies that do it, and I hear people talk crap about it all the time. I absolutely love it. Also, this movie would have been hilarious with Muppets. What? <laughs> <laughs> If this was the Muppets Bone Tomahawk movie, can what? you imagine Gonzo getting split in half? Just stuffing those flying Stuffy everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> why did you have that thought? I don't know. I, was, I, thought I want to do that for every, almost every movie. Like, would this be funny with Muppets? <laughs> could, could this be a good children's movie? Uh, I could see it happening. Um, have, have Richard Jenkins voice the Muppet, except uh, it'd be a Muppet. Yeah, it'd be a Muppet version of him. Uh, have Kurt Russell as Kurt Russell maybe Mr. O'Dwyer is just as you know there's a few humans and then the rest are Muppets have all the troglodytes as Muppets (laughs) (laughs) what if everything is just Muppets and the troglodytes are the people No, no, just destroying these poor little puppets (laughs) (laughs) just demolishing oh Oh, my god that would be ridiculous (laughs) alright gang that's it we will be back we're gonna try to do this every two weeks uh yeah, but cool. uh, when we do that, we're going to try to leave you a little bit of a taste in between uh, in between shows. So mm-hmm. we're going to do a little bonus episode for you. And uh, after that, we're uh, going to where are we going to next, Frank? Ooh, I I'm pretty a little bit a little place in the south <sighs> what, called what? Elizabethtown. So th- th- our next take two is Elizabethtown. Yes. Okay. This will be another one. That I have not seen. Obviously, we're going to get into ones that we've both seen, but Bone Tomic was a good one to start. Uh, I'm intrigued with Elizabethtown because I have no idea what to expect at all. I, I'm I'm intrigued to see your. I don't know if you're going. I don't know if you're going. I have no idea what you're going to think. I don't know if you're going to hate it or if you're going to love it. But Me that's <laughs> <laughs> that'll be in two weeks. Until then, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>